Good morning. How many of you are glad to be in church this morning, everyone? Yeah. Love Sunday. I always say it's my favorite day of the week. It literally is. Just this moment, it's the best time and day of the week. And uh, well, welcome to Radiant Life. And my name's Ryan. I'm lead pastor. And we're kind of journeying together a little bit. We kicked off a series new last week called SOS, Sex, God, and Love. And we looked at what I titled The Art of Attraction. This book is spicy. It's got a lot of cool things in it, and I'm having fun going through it with you guys. And uh, we're just going to have fun for the next four more weeks. And let me give you a little update if you weren't here. Uh, this book is written by King Solomon. He wrote 1,005 songs. And he says, this one, woo, it's the best one I got. It's the one all about sex and God and love and how do we love each other. Well, this is the best one. And it's, you've got a little conversation going between King Solomon and his Shulamite lover is a woman. And they're going back and forth. And last week we looked at the art of attraction. They were looking at some things that they liked about each other. And we looked at four qualities that you and I should develop in our own lives if we're going to just love people well, whether we're dating or not, or in marriage, whatever. It's just four good qualities in life. And then we also said those are qualities to look for in other people. And if you missed last week, you can go on theradiantlife.church, go to our media page, and last week's message is there. This week, this couple is going to start their dating relationship. And I titled this message, Perfect Seasoning. And how many of you like a steak with that perfect seasoning, right? And so they've got perfect seasoning. This couple's going to go through a couple seasons that maybe perhaps we find ourselves in. And then what do we do in all seasons of life? Some things we should pursue. Next week is a PG-13 message. They go on their honeymoon. In fact, their love-making chapter is two chapters long. Yes, that is in the Bible, everyone. It's a good time. So just a little heads up next week. It'll be PG-13. So if you have little ones, you're going to want to check them in next week. Um, so if you have anyone 13 or over, absolutely fine for them. It's, we're not going to talk about the birds and the bees. We know the birds and the bees, but the Bible is graphic when it comes to that. Nothing less more graphic than what a 13-year-old can hear. We'll be fine with that. And I'll use my words carefully, so I hope to use my <laughs> words carefully. But we'll do that next week. Uh, honeymoon. And then this couple in two weeks, they have their first conflict in their relationship. Solomon drives his hand through the wall. Like, we're going to look, how do we get through conflict? Conflict will arise in your relationships. They will come. They will rear its ugly head. You will have conflict. So how do we get through that? How do we reconcile our differences? And then finally, we're going to wrap up this series by the look at how does this couple make love last? What does that look like in our lives as we try to love our friends and love our spouses and just love people? How do we do it? How do we make it last? Because uh, we don't want the world to define love. We don't want the locker room. We don't want the internet. We want God to define love, and we're going to do it God's way. Not the world's way. It's God's way. And God's way is better. We just got to know what it is and how do we live into that in that moment. A couple ground rules for this series. Number one, listen for you. No elbow in that neighbor. Hey, write this down. This is really good. You should do this, right? Nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't texting the next person. Hey, I wish you were here. Come next Sunday. No, 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 no. You can invite them. But in the moment, listen for you. Hey, God, what do, you, what do, you, what do I need to hear out of this? The second is this. We're going to listen through the lens of our future, not our past. 
We're not going to sit there and say, well, I'm already past that. Or, you know what, I already screwed that up several times. We say, from this day forward, in Jesus' name, we're going to get it right. Whether we're ready and already had 13 divorces, and we're, we're going to get number 14 right in Jesus' name. And we're going to get everything right in our relationships from this day forward. We'll get it right as we walk out of here. So let me begin by prefacing, they enter a dating relationship. And the, dating can be tough, right? Especially if, you, if you're single and you've got friends and your friends get engaged. And what, what's the first thing they want to show you? The bling, right? Woo, looky, looky. You know, and then you're like, oh, that's great. Like inside you want to be like, hey, good for you. But no, that sucks for me, right? It's not. And it can be hard because you'll be at a family wedding, and you're sitting by your favorite aunt, Aunt Berta. And she goes, oh, don't worry, honey, you're next, right? And you're like, no, I'm not. No. This is what you do to Aunt Berta. Next time you're at a family funeral, learn, lean to her and say, you're next. No, don't do that. That's bad advice. Don't do that. Unless you really don't like her, then just say, in Jesus' name, you may be next, but... We'll get through it. But it's hard. But this, this couple enters into their dating relationship. I want you to know, take note. They aren't married yet. And nothing physical has happened yet. See, the world says, go pursue that. Uh-uh. Nothing yet. Don't worry. They'll pursue that. There's a season for that. That's next week. Two chapters full of that season. But what happens this week? How do we pursue well in different seasons of life? Here's... Where we left off. Song of Song, chapter 2. And this is the Shulamite woman speaking to Solomon. Listen, my lover. Look, here he comes, leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a gazelle or a young stag. Katie used to call me a young stag. Now she calls me her middle-aged stag. I don't know anyone else. Not really. That was never a word we used, but that was never. But what's going on here? It's like he's running, right? It's like, I'm coming to you. This perfect over the hills. I love you, my darling. And he's coming with that bouquet of roses, right? And that chocolates. I'm coming. Oh, I can't wait to see you. He's coming. And then it continues on. It says this. Look. There he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, peering through the lattice. He's a window peeper. <laughs> and she likes it. That's what's weird. He's playing peekaboo, like, oh, peekaboo, I see you, like that. But there's something going on. This is not the weird one. It's just like he's always there, like, I just want to look at you. And then it says, my lover spoke and said to me, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me. What type of season are they in right now? Perhaps it's a season that you were in when you first got your job. Maybe it's the season that when you made that move and you're in a new city, in a new home or apartment or whatever, and you're in this season. Maybe it's the season when you first came to this church and now maybe you're out of it. But it's, it's the season of infatuation. The season of what? Everything is perfect. Oh, he's incredible. Oh, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, oh. And you and I have a saying. Love is what? Blind. 
what do you mean? They're the best thing that ever happened to me. Until all of a sudden conflict comes. This, if you're in this season, you know what makes sense? Every love song ever written. You get it now. Ah I get it. You want to go to Hallmark and Walmart and Meyer and buy every card, and now you can't pick out what card for Pookie Bear because you've got to stack this high. You, all, you want it all? You're so infatuated with them. And this season, researchers say this season lasts from <laughs> one day, God help us all, to six months. Sometimes it can last up to two years. But I'd highly recommend, if you're in this season, don't get married in this season. Enjoy the journey in this season. Be in love. That's great. But don't get married because what happens is you marry in this season, conflict comes. What happens? I guess they're not the right person for me. I should have never done it. Get through it. You will go through this season. It'll be a good season. But how do we, what do we do if we are in this season? How should we protect ourselves from things if we're in this, oh! this lovey-dovey season. Hey, this season will end, right, married couples? We don't want it to, but we'll get to that next week, all right? What do we do here? There's a couple things. Number one, limit your time. Limit your what? You know, you just want to spend every week, you wake up, and I just want to spend time with them. Hold on. The enemy wants to have a heyday with you in this season in particular. Protect yourself. Maybe you need to get around a group of people because there's certain things you just won't do with that other person when you're in a group. Or you shouldn't do, and some people do, which is wrong, but you know what I mean. You just get around a group, protect yourself. Limit your time. Here's the other thing. Limit your talk. Limit your what? Talk. Right? Don't say everything that's on your heart at this time. Oh, you complete me. Oh, you're the best one. Oh, I'm so in love. It, it may be true, but get through the season of infatuation. Get through an argument and still say, oh, you complete me. So limit your talk. Watch the words that you're saying when you're in the season of infatuation. And here's the other one. Limit your touch. Limit your touch. Men, you go on a date. She's going to be looking good and smelling good. And the devil wants to tempt you in every way. Listen, if she ain't the one you're going to marry, then some other brother is out on a date with the one you will be marrying. Just, you better treat her like you want that other brother that's out on the date with your future spouse. Treat her the way you want their brother treating your future spouse. You got to limit your touch. There's a season for this. But it ain't in the dating relationship yet. There's a season for it, and it's called the marital bedroom between a husband and wife. That's where it comes, and it's good in, the, in that confines. Am I prepping enough for next week? We're going to talk about that next week, all right? We're going to talk about it. Season of infatuation. Use this time to build a spiritual friendship as your foundation, rather than all the physical stuff. Okay? Here's the next thing. It continues on. See? The winter. The what? The winter. It's past. Many of us are wishing the winter's past. We're ready for the spring already. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves. Do doves really coo? I guess they do, huh? Is heard in our land. What do we do, especially in Michigan, in the winter? We stay inside more, right? 
And then all of a sudden when spring comes, what do we, we open up all the doors, what do we call that? Spring cleaning, right? It's time to get ready and get out there. But as far as winter, we like hibernate and we stay inside. And I don't know how many of you put winterizer on your lawn, but there are three numbers on any fertilizer. Nitrogen, phosphorus, and, and uh, phosphate. Nope, potassium. Nitrogen is all about getting your grass green. You want that green color, right, in the spring and late into the fall. You want it to be green. Phosphorus allows the roots to grow deep into your soil. And the potassium gives your seed strength. Winterizer, you want, you want phosphorus to be really high. Why? Because it ain't time for your lawn to be green yet. You want to get the roots deep down in there to get ready for the spring so you have a lush lawn. And here, he's saying, listen, you will go through winter yourself. There will be a time of season of preparation that God is working on your heart. Spring will come. There may be a chance for dating. There may be a chance to renew your vows or whatever. But right now, don't dismiss winter in your life. Maybe God's using that to heal wounds from an ex-relationship. Maybe God's using this season of winter to get down and say, hey, 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 there's some bitterness, and I don't want you to take that bitterness into your next relationship. Hey, you got to learn to trust again because you went through a horrible situation with mistrust, and now I need to build trust in you again so you can trust well in your next relationship. It's a season of preparation. Don't dismiss what God wants to do. Spring may come, but don't dismiss this season. But you have to know this, your spring will only be as good as your preparation in the winter. Don't rush, that's why I say all the time, ladies, please don't rush. I know breakup, men and women, breakups can be horrible here. And then you seem to enter into a period of loneliness. Don't rush the winter season. Allow God to do what he needs to do. Don't rush because you're lonely. Don't rush. Get deeply rooted spiritually so God can take you and prep you for a deeply rooted relationship with high spiritual trust there. So what do we do if there's those seasons that we see them in? I want us to know there are things in all seasons of life that you and I have to do. Whether we're dating or married or not, there are all things. In all seasons. In all seasons, two things. In all seasons, pursue intimacy. Pursue what? Now, let me unpack intimacy here real quick. Because many people think intimacy and they automatically think bedroom, horizontal tango. I don't mean that. What do I mean by intimacy? I mean to drop the mask and connect emotionally. In, to, me, you, see. Intimacy. In, to, me, you, see. I'm sharing my hopes and dreams with you. I'm sharing my fears. I'm sharing what I want to do in life. I'm beginning to trust you more and more. Listen, if you're dating, or I'm, I'm sorry, if you're in a married marriage uh, relationship, intimacy, your byproduct of this will be your romance. Men, you need to get emotional. Well, it's so quiet in here. I don't share my feelings, Ryan. Uh, women are more emotional than men in general. 
guess what? They want to know what's going on in your heart too. They do. Look at what now Solomon is saying to his lover. He says this, my dove is in the clefts of the rock. Look, she's in the hiding places on the mountains. And look at what he wants to see now. Hey, show me your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. What does Solomon say? Come out and let's just talk. Don't hide. Let's begin to drop the mask and share who we are. No secrets. Let's connect. And here's the problem about men and women connecting. Men, you're like this. You're a waffle. Let me explain what that means. Men are really good at compartmentalizing things. We have a financial box, we have a faith box, we have a wife box, we have a kid box, a work box, a hobby box, a, a sex box, a, a nothing box. Men, you have a nothing box, you know that? It's those time when we're watching TV and she's trying to talk to us and we're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you listening? Uh-huh. You're not listening? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's our nothing box. We're really good at that. Uh, that's what we are. And what men, we can jump at any moment to any box. At any time, especially the romance box, we can just jump at any time. We're just, whoop, we're in it, and then in a minute, whoop, we're back out. <laughs> Women, don't take that weird either. <laughs> this is a fun, this is the word of God. This is awesome. Women, you're spaghetti. <laughs> Why? Because everything is intertwined together. Your emotions and finances, and we can't just get romantic. We gotta talk about feelings first, right, or something, or we gotta talk how the kids do. It's all intertwined together. This is why in marriages we have conflict. We don't get how each other operate. There's a fantastic book out there called Men Are Like Waffle, Women Are Like Spaghetti. It's to understand who we are and how to actually have good communication. Good communication. But we got to pursue that into me, uh, into me, you see, intimacy. Because I know this. There is a difference between being close by and close to. But my spouse, we're, oh yeah, we're just close by. We're more roommates than anything else. We may share the same roof and eat together, but emotionally... She's not there. But I want all of us from this day forward to say, you know what, we're close too. We, we, we know each other's hopes and dreams. We know who we are. We know exactly how each other are feeling. From this day forward, we're going to get better at this. Because in all seasons, pursue what, friends? Remember, your romance will be a byproduct of this. One more line. One more thing. And in all seasons, you have to protect your purity got to protect it because there's an enemy that wants to destroy you as a single you as a dating person and you as a married person and you the devil wants to get in there and mess with your mind why that way we don't look like jesus in the church anymore to the world he wants to rear his ugly head in there and just mess with you and look watch this in song of solomon's look what it says Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards. Because what would happen is the foxes would come out, 
and they would eat all the buds off the vineyards, and then the vineyards would die. But he says, our vineyards that are in bloom, meaning our bodies. Remember last week, if you were here, she uses uh, her body as an illustration of a vineyard all the time. In other words, we have to protect our thing that we got going on. In all seasons, you protect purity. So if you're single, number one, Set your standards up front. I said that last week. I need to say it again. You know exactly how far you're going and we're not getting outside of God's will. Number two, four on the floor. Four on the, you need to be writing this down right now. Someone, four on the floor. You know what that means, right? My two feet are on the floor and so are theirs. Because it's really hard to do other things if we're horizontal. And there's no feet on the floor. A little different if four on the floor. You gotta write this down, I'm telling you. you gotta, someone's gotta get this. Four on the what? Yeah, and then guess what? Third thing, button up, zipped up, tied up, latched up, whatever you gotta do. Staying on, my friends. If you're married, unbutton, unzipping, unlatch, un whatever. That's godly right there, okay? We'll get into that next week. Men are like, what, what day is that again? That's next week? Yeah, honey, we're coming to that. Protect purity. Here's what I know. I'll just be transparent as your pastor. It's hard if you're, you can't just always keep your hands here forever. I mean, I only got so much strength to keep my hands up here no matter what. Eventually, they just start to move down, you know. It's like, no, hey, hey. The devil wants to tempt you. And you're going to feel that. You're going to feel that. Yeah, nope. Yeah, nope. You got to say no to your flesh. It's season. There's a season for that romance. There's a season for it. But they just started their dating relationship and it ain't there yet. But it'll come. And look what she now says as she wraps up this chapter 2. This is just dating. They're going to get married now. He said, my beloved is mine and I am his. He browses among the lilies. That means what you're thinking it means. They're getting there. It's almost honeymoon time. Until the day breaks and the shadows flee. What is that? That all night long. That's what she's saying. Turn, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the rugged hills. There's going to be a season for it. Not yet. Not yet. In fact, the divorce rate out there, if you're married, you may know the divorce rate says it's 50%. That's inaccurate. How they determine that 50% is they take the number of marriage license issued in one year versus the number of divorce, what do you call them, certificate, whatever, divorce letters that they get per year, and that's how they determine that, which is not accurate because it doesn't take the rest of us who aren't going, either getting married in a year or divorcing in a year. So it's inaccurate. Realistically, it's 34%. One in three marriages will fall. And I'm not here this morning to convict or condemn. What I'm here this morning is to say, Jesus can make all things new. And I know the broken pieces that I've counseled for many people. And I don't want all of us from this day forward, we're just going to get it right. 
We're going to get it right. An Ivy League school, a secular university, did a study on how to make marriage last. A secular university, and this is what they found. Your odds are one in every 1,124 if you attend church together, discuss your Bible together, and pray together. A secular university. Think they knew something? Think God knew something about what's going to last? Friends, the key to building a great marriage is living a God-first life. And it begins here first. It begins here. If we've already screwed it up, from this day forward, we'll get it right in Jesus' name. And if we're not there yet, we're going to do it God's way, not the world's way. And it may be hard, but we're going to get it right from this day forward. Let me pray for us. Father God, give us the strength to do what's right. Because there are times where our flesh wants to cry out, but the Spirit needs to pull us back. I pray that we live into those moments of knowing, God, we've surrendered it to you. May all of our relationships, may they look like you. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, our ushers are going to come forward. I just need to speak real quick on two things, and we're going to close out with one last song. You probably got a handout when you came in. Take off that connection card, that bottom piece, rip it off. If you're a first-time guest, welcome to Radiant Life. And we want you, as an act of appreciation, to take your connection card, take it to Guest Central, which is right outside the doors, turn left. It's the metal structure there. We got a gift bag, and there's movie and popcorn for you. It's a great way to just say, hey, thanks for choosing and worshiping with us, and we're going to mess up, and we're not perfect, but we just want to say, hey, thank you. So take yours there, the rest of you Radiant Lifers. Thanks for helping us out with that, because again, as I like to say, we got to report this stuff to our district and what we're doing, and so we got to, oh, you help us out with our count, so thank you, thank you. Don't forget, hey, as Pastor Brandon said in that video, there is a marriage conference. I so wish I could have gotten Dan Seaborn here earlier so you can experience him, because I guarantee you, if you would experience him, you would have signed up already for this thing. Friday night, the 22nd. 7 to 9, 9.30, then we resume Sunday or Saturday morning from 9 to noon. That's it, $25. If you can't afford it, please speak to one of our pastors. We will scholarship you. We, you need this. And we're going to have food, amen? It's always better with food, right? Food, fun, friends, family. What other F words can we think of? No, don't you go there. I mean, good ones. Hey, sign up. Go online. You can sign up. $25. That's it. We want marriage conference. And lastly, we had a, our Come Alive initiative. For some of you may have no idea what Come Alive is. It's we're trying to expand our facility. And in, in the process of doing so, we had a meeting last week. We are 95% done with construction documents. What that means is next Friday, in five days, all construct, uh, construction documents will be completed and get ready for bidding. And we are still planning to break ground the first, around the 1st of April. Still planning to be a completion of phase one by mid-October. We're going to see a brand new front. And I got a new picture that I'm so excited to, sh to share it with you guys. But I didn't get into my email. But I'll show it to you when I get it. 
okay? It's pretty cool. But what we need is uh, we do need to grab a loan to help us pay off this first phase. And we need your vote next week. So out in the lobby will be pieces of paper for you to say yes or no. Yes, we want this vote, or no, we don't want this loan. If we don't get the loan, then we ain't building, all right? Just to let you know. Not to sway your vote, but just saying, you know, we're it's already been approved by our budget committee. Um, right after this service, our board, we've already, basically we've already approved it. Our board's approving it right after this service, and we just need your official yes on, on it. So that will be out there in the lobby next week with a Come Alive banner. You'll see it. It's just a quick paper ballot. There you go. Turn it in, and we'll be up and running. We'll be, you'll, now nah, I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited. Hey, I want to pray for the offering. And let the baskets pass, and then when it passes, let's stand, let's close out with one more song. Heavenly Father, bless both the gift and the giver. May we just surrender everything to you, God. May you be first. May we give you the first of the day, the first of our finances, the first fruits. May they be yours, God. And expand your kingdom. Not our own, not radiant life. It's you, God. Expand your kingdom through this offering. In Jesus' name. And everyone together said... Amen.